0: Ahoy! Hunter, also known as just Hunter.
1: Hello there, I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD.
0: And we are joined today by special guest, Comic Boy, also known as, you may introduce yourself.
1: Hello, <laughs> my name is Tyler.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm one of follow-
2: the few remaining Tylers in the comic community. There used to be a lot more of us, but I think
0: now yeah. it's kind of
1: just me. Rest <laughs> in peace, Comic Poppy.
0: I was about to yeah. say that, yeah. He was the Tyler, but I don't think he's with us anymore. No. Well,
1: account-wise,
0: he's alive, I'm pretty sure. Yes, but yes, wise, so no, he's, <laughs> he's still alive, but he doesn't run I hope he's
2: still alive. <laughs> yeah, no, um,
0: well, no one's heard from him for about seven years or so, but, you know, he, he's probably out there alive. Anyways, welcome to Hero Story. This is a podcast all about comic books, where we talk about DC and Marvel comics and stuff like that. You usually start out the episodes by going over the news of the week. After that, we go over the comics of the week, where we break down all the comics that we read this week. This week, we have a few comics like... The Flash number 751, Young Justice number 15, Superman number 21, Batman and the Outsiders number 11, X Men number 8, and The Amazing Spider Man number 41. The main comics we'll be talking about is probably Flash and X Men, and a bit of Superman, Young Justice, you know those ones but flash is the big one this week we have a lot of news this week but before that um we have tyler here joining us on a podcast this week yes. next week we will likely be joining his podcast you want to plug yeah. your podcast so, real quick
2: <laughs> my podcast is called big who it's on soundcloud it's usually with my friends sean and andrew uh but they won't be around this week so i figured we'd get the three of us together and we're going to be talking about star wars exclusively Mm-hmm. so yeah if, if you're be- a
1: regular listener to a hero story we don't actually normally talk about star wars like at all. So um, if you're any bit curious about my view on Star Wars and Hunter's view on Star Wars, yeah. you'll have to check out, check out the next episode of Big Who. Um, yeah. It's I mean, and I have
2: had some discussions about Star Wars, and I figured since we both have podcasts and Hunter as well, like, we could have a good discussion about it. A crossover yeah. episode.
0: In no yeah, way. It, some kind of and JD and I are both really big Star Wars fans too So it's not like we're going into this Being like oh yeah you know Empire Strikes Back is good And uh, <laughs> like we, we we both like a, a lot of Star Wars things so it's going to be interesting to uh, i be surprised by how big of a fan uh, JD was I'm not
2: going to lie <laughs> He's a huge Star Wars well, fan <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't normally talk about Star Wars, given that the pre prequel- the trilogy that I like is a bit uh, hated. But you know, um, I, I, I like to on the Clone Wars. The, listen, Clone Wars. I realize now is getting way more love than it ever got when I can that I can remember at least as a kid. So know, it's, it's 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 nice to see the uh, general love going on. So it'll be good mm-hmm. to talk about it all. And uh, yeah. It'll be a civil Star Wars conversation. You're probably not used to those, given all the uh, Instagram yeah, you <laughs> you see, yeah. Yeah, well, it might not be that civil, but
0: we'll see. <laughs> we not know each
1: other's full opinions
0: yet. But yeah, check out that episode coming likely this week, I assume? Probably. Yeah, I mean, we don't we're have We're not sure date. yet, but we'll, we'll hash out a date.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Until then,
0: welcome to a year story. So we're going to go over the news of the week first, starting with live action news, which is a lot of uh, uh-ohs. So, New Mutants was <laughs> yeah. delayed once again. This is the fourth time it's been delayed, I think. I think I, I read an article about it
2: today. It was delayed from 2018 to 2019, from some point in 2019 to later in 2019, then to April of this year, and now it's delayed indefinitely again.
0: Yeah,
1: there's no so exact release date. It's going to come out yes yeah. it's 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 honestly the doomsday clock of movies we think it's gonna <laughs> come out here we get hyped for it and then it gets delayed we get closer to it and we get hyped for it again and then it gets delayed and now anytime i even think about getting hyped for it it gets delayed so uh yeah I, I, I feel like i saw a trailer not too long ago like in theaters so this is pretty crazy
2: trailer the first trailer for new mutants came out in
0: like november 2017
1: so it's actually <laughs> a
2: fair comparison with doomsday clock yeah, yeah it
0: is and because that was around when Doomsday Clock was first well, teased, I guess, suppose. But yeah. it was delayed due to the coronavirus, which makes sense as a lot of movies are being delayed around here. Fast and Furious, Quiet Place, uh, Mulan, all these movies are getting delayed, so we don't know if others are going to be confirmed to be delayed or not. Black Widow could very much be delayed. It could be delayed right now as you're Wonder listening to this. Delayed. Like, yeah, Black Widow's Wonder coming woman out in May.
1: In a lot of yeah, A-woman Wonder Woman's like another one that I was thinking might get delayed.
0: Mm-hmm. Because like these are major movies and if a lot of people can't see these movies i imagine that you know delay is inevitable that can't speak but you know what i mean (laughs) i I saw um onward a few days ago and the theater was practically empty so a lot of people are very much not going to theaters around this time because i mean you're sitting in a room with a ton of people i understand so i understand the delays but at the same time it's a little Disappointing
2: Fast like, and Furious delayed for an entire year, which is crazy. I <laughs> yeah. can't believe like, delayed that much. <laughs> yeah, every other like, movie is just like 2020 to April 2021, which is insane.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's the only movie that was delayed so far that had a release date. But a year from now, that's a little, I feel like the yeah. other movies being delayed will come out on like May or something like that. But I was thinking, like, like, uh, Bond, like,
2: No Time to Die you got delayed till November, which is still at least this year, yeah.
1: Yeah, and the and the thought process on Black Widow, I know, was that um, people were thinking that if that gets delayed, it'll take Eternals' uh, release spot, which I believe is also November, and then that way it'll be like well, the one year, Marvel movie of the year. But next oh, year's gonna be point. packed.
2: Then for Marvel movies, there'd be five Marvel movies next year if they can do that, which is absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah,
0: four is already pushing it, but if we have five Marvel movies next year. Like yeah, that's that's insanity. Oh, look- That's a bit much, but, like, Thor Force coming out next year with Thor 4 4 News. Uh, That's a tongue twister. Uh, Christian Bale, this is moving on from the news. Christian Bale is playing the villain of Thor Love and Thunder. This was rumored a while ago. JD and I talked about it on the show, like, in January, I think. And now it's, like, officially officially confirmed. We don't know who he's playing, just that it's going to be the villain. I'm hoping it's Gore, the God Butcher. I really want Gore.
2: I I was thinking (laughs) Gore,
0: but I'm also not sure if
2: that's, like, the tone they're gonna go for with this type of movie, and I feel like if they used gore, it would be kind of out of place. Because I'm not sure that they're gonna, because gore is like a darker character. He's like very character dark. So. Yeah, yeah, like he let his family die. So I'm not die. sure if they're gonna go with that tone.
0: Yeah, so if it is, I mean, Hela is kind of a dark villain too, and she does slaughter a lot of Asgardians. Lot of yeah, and I, I don't like Thor Ragnarok because of its humor, and but they did have its moments of like slaughtering all the Asgardians. So I feel like gore could still happen. I want gore. I'd be excited for th- gore, but I'd be nervous at the same time. I don't
2: know. Uh, I've heard some theories. There's this character. Sorry, there, uh, there's a character called Dario Agger. Who yeah, that, runs- that's, what
1: I, that's what I was going to bring up. That's exactly okay. what I was going to bring up.
2: Yeah, he's, he runs the Rockstone Corporation in Marvel Comics, and he's a big villain during Jane Foster's Thor run. And we know that Jane Foster is going to be in this movie as Thor. So I think if that happens. Uh, it would make kind of most sense to introduce Roxxon, which can be a, a larger looming villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and also Dario Agar, who is a Minotaur as well.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in uh, Jason Aaron's Thor Got a Thunder Run in the last volume. Yeah, I could see him happening. I mean, he kind of has uh, Ultron-like instincts where he kind of wants to control the world in a way and kind of manipulate everyone, so I, I could definitely see him appearing. I haven't read Mighty Thor, I admit. I want to but I haven't read it yet, so I don't it's, know too uh, much about the villain. It's actually not terrible. Like, a lot of people hate
2: the idea behind Gene Foster, but the comics that you were in was not. were not bad.
0: Yeah, I, I really want to check out her series. What do you think, J.D.?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, so I don't know much about Thor. I actually want to read the Thor God of Thunder run that you spoke so highly of and that's one that they have a complete collection trade. I think it's still for pre-order, but it's going to collect that entire run. Uh, so I'll be getting that all in one book, should be nice and pretty. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I also want to get into the Jane Foster Thor run from, from what I've heard from most people is obviously negative reactions, but uh a, a lot of people didn't like it, not just cuz it was Jane Foster, but they felt like that um side characters were kind of like underrated to make yeah jane seemed stronger so like odin often you know got shafted in the books because you know they wanted to make jane look great which is like i saw a lot of people make the comparisons to wally west where they wanted like you know they didn't make other characters seem weak to make wally seem strong right they made wally stronger over development and time so i i think that was a lot of people's problem with the book but i'd still be interested in reading it um i've honestly never really been that interested in the thor mythos but after hunter spoke that highly of thor god of thunder i'm like all right i got to get into it so in I, the comic books is next a pretty movie comes consistent out, character be... <laughs>
2: yeah like it Thor's is there's a pretty consistent character with good like he uh like, J-, J. Michael Straczynski's run in the early 2000s. Yeah, I was two, about to say that, run. yeah, I hear that run. Yeah, that's, it's a, like great, really that's good. a great run. Thor. And it kind of it gives you the older mythos, and it reintroduces everything. It's it's right after uh, Civil War, so it's it's pretty heavy in the continuity. Okay, yeah, yeah
0: that makes sense. Uh, Thor is one of those characters that I feel like has had mostly success- successful comics. Like, you can pick yeah. up a Thor run, and chances are you'll enjoy it. No matter what At least it is. This century.
2: Last century, he was kind of going a little bit ridiculous near the end, but since <laughs> I'd say 2000, he's been pretty consistent. Yeah. That's fair.
0: I mean, the same with Aquaman, too, I'd say. Got a little more consistent after 2000. Um, yeah. Vin Diesel also, during an interview, he accidentally confirmed that the Guardians of the Galaxy will be in this movie as well. I'm guessing just for the beginning, but he seemed to imply that he was given the script for Thor uh, Love and Thunder to play as Groot. And as well as the rest of the cast of The Guardians of the we were given a script, so they are confirmed to be in it by Vin Diesel, but we don't know how big of a role it's going to be. I'm guessing first
1: act max.
0: Like I don't see them being a major part.
1: Yeah, I don't imagine I don't,
0: that they'll have like a very heavy presence.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. Uh, Hunter, I'm surprised you didn't show off your uh, Vin Diesel impression like you did in the pre-show. Oh yeah, yeah. So,
0: <laughs> so in the interview. He seemed to, like, at first, people weren't really sure if this was true or not. I guess some sources came to say, yeah, that's true, just because Vin Diesel said it, just to kind of back him up, being like, yeah, he's not just acting crazy, because he did seem a little crazy in the interview. I mean, he just seemed so excited for bloodshot for some reason, so when he was asked the <laughs> question on Thor, Love, and Thunder, he's just like, will you be in this movie? He's just like, Uh yeah, so uh, <clears throat> the the guy, you know, the, the director guy, he gave me a script, and uh so, yeah, we all got a script, so y- you could tell he didn't really, like fully know who the director was (laughs) like you can't remember his name but he did say that he got a script and that he read it so he is confirmed to be in it so yeah you can check out the interview on youtube i'm sure it's all up there um e3 was also canceled due to the coronavirus why is this comic book news well because there are several rumors that uh we're gonna see a new batman game at e3 i mean it was teased like many moons ago so we, we've kind of had a feeling it was coming, but there was a lot of rumors saying that it was going to be officially announced at E3. There's rumors that they are going to tease a lot of other things, like maybe a sequel to Spider-Man, maybe a Justice League yeah. game, something like that. Another Injustice possibly, but I guess we we won't know for sure. E3 being canceled too. It's not just the... Well, it is just the conference being canceled. Like the actual venue is canceled, but it's still going to happen digitally, like a Nintendo Direct. So... E3 still happening. We're still going to get all those trailers, but some announcements might not happen now since it's not going to be live. I
2: heard that they were going to announce a the new Batman game. They were mm-hmm. going to announce like a whole new DC video game universe. And I heard they were even going to announce like some sort of Harry Potter game as well, which is kind of just sad that they, they're not going to be able to do that, at least on a stage anymore.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah we don't see part a lot part of the reactions. Fun of those rea- of, yeah, I was going to say, part of the fun of doing him on the stage is hearing how many people just freak out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think a DC universe of games would be amazing. I mean, obviously the film universe was not what people wanted it to be and the comics mm-hmm. sometimes fall into shambles like currently. So, uh, you <laughs> know, I, people need something to rely on even the animated movie universe is ending. So, if we could have gotten like a good game verse like, you know, Spider-Man or Mar- Marvel really stepped it up with the Spider-Man PS4 and now Avengers coming soon. You know, you always had the video games on lock with the Arkham series, but now like your throne has been questioned, so you better show off that you can do something good. Like I've been waiting for a Superman game since like 2006. Since the Superman Returns game came, Come I, on, please, I love something. that game. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's terrible, game. but it's great.
0: <laughs> I think it is terrible, it but we... I haven't played as a kid since I was a kid, so I I don't fully know. I I think I think it was bad. I mean, I haven't played in forever, it was, but yeah,
2: I haven't played in forever as well. It was 2007.
0: That's fair. Yeah, agreed. Um, you mentioned there DC Animated Universe ending. We haven't. We forgot to talk about that. So, yeah, uh, I think it's called Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Was that correct? Yeah, it's
1: essentially the it's essentially the animated version of Dark Side War mixed with what kind of looks like Crisis on Infinite Earths, but it's not technically based on any comic. But it's it's essentially Dark Side War. I mean, we see Batman sitting on the chair and everything. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be the last movie of the DC Animated Movie Universe that was confirmed by. Uh, one of the guys in charge of it so it's the fourteenth film final movie. Yeah. 14th kind of film in it and I They're think that's like the final they, one.
0: Even um, though, like
1: Wonder Wonder Woman just got a solo movie in it and like it's mostly just been Batman and Superman movies, so I was waiting for them to branch out. Been but I guess out. it's over
0: now. Yeah I was waiting
2: for a I've Green Lantern. Oh well I mean I think the last one I saw was Reign of the Superman.
0: That was the last Which one I saw one. too. Actually <laughs> I, uh, I, I saw Wonder
1: Woman blood li- Bloodlines. That was the most recent one. It was very mediocre. But yeah, they I don't know. This m- universe like hasn't been great. Like It started out really good because you got the Flashpoint Paradox, and then you got uh, Justice League War, which was like based on War. Justice League Origin. But then after that, it kind of just went very mediocre to downhill. Yeah, it good ones. It like has 40 okay ones. Batman movies. I didn't yeah, you got, you got bad a bad very bad. disappointing Batman Hush. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't like that, yeah. I did see that one. Now that I think about it. Yeah, I,
0: so. I liked um Death of Superman. I thought that was good.
1: Yeah, I hard, but... I liked Death of Superman better than Reign of Superman. I think, the, and Me even the Death of Superman like it started kind of slow, but then once it picked up, it was like, all right, this is pretty cool, and the ending was pretty emotional. But like other than that, I was kind of just like, eh. Like the the movie universe is like very mediocre. So hopefully this last one could be good. But I mean, I'm already skeptical given that you know Dark Side War is a pretty awesome story, it's but my favorite. <laughs> the of dark into it, which is very odd and. It doesn't appear that the crime syndicate is in it at all, so. Um, the Teen Titans are in it as well, right? Yeah, they're basically just pulling everyone that's in their universe.
0: They said they released a 12-minute video, and they said every single character that's been in, like, one of our movies will appear in this, unless they're, like, extremely cool. minor characters with, like, one line. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm, let's see. Wally Wally West was in one of the Teen Titans uh, flashback movies with one line. Does that mean he could be in the movie? Well, oh, you never they, know. They did have, they did have a um, like an, a screen cap thing, um, like from something like a leaked trailer where Barry's running and he has like a like kind of like a beard going on because he's been running so long. So I was wondering if they're gonna end up doing Death of the Flash. Like that's why I said they might be uh, combining. Oh, Infinite the, Crisis! Yeah, combining yeah. Christ, Christ on Infinite Earth and Dark Side War kind of into one little mix. Okay, I can see
0: that happening. Well, they they did release that 12 minute video and they spoiled pretty much all of the first act. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. No, what
1: I mean? didn't see that 12 minute video. I
0: okay, didn't. let's see here. Uh, for those who don't want to hear these spoilers, do you mind if I say them? Like, I'll give a spoiler. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't okay. I don't mind. Okay, don't Ta- you okay, Tyler? <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. It. Okay, so won't um, say you have one minute. So if you don't want spoilers, skip ahead exactly one minute now. So um, basically they confirmed that Superman will have kryptonite injected into him. He will have kryptonite tattoos over that. And like a, basically just Superman symbol, but in green on his chest. And he will be depowered for, they kind of said the whole movie, uh, but I feel like he'll get his course. powers out of the end. Um, they already said two deaths that'll happen. Major character deaths. They said there are a lot of characters are going to die in this. Two of them is Kilowog. So Kilowog is apparently going to die oh. in the first act. And then they showed footage and they said that he's going to die. Nightwing is going to die.
1: He's oh yeah, die. I did see the Nightwing death.
0: Yeah, he's going to get stabbed in the chest. So those are two major deaths Ooh. that are happening. And besides that, they just kind of went over like, if, the plot. If, Sorry, what? If this is the last movie in the universe, it's interesting to end it like this. Yeah yeah Some with a lot of orbits. deaths but yeah well and the spoilers there but yeah it's interesting how they're planning to do that they also said that uh robin and raven are gonna have a relationship
1: like damien oh yeah him. i saw that as well that's that's a little odd but they yeah, kind of yeah. set it up in the last Teen titans one so i'm not surprised mm-hmm <laughs> it's kind of like ugh.
0: um john constantine's gonna be like an extremely major character in this they said he's gonna be like the wild card because Darkseid apparently prepares for every superhero to attack him but he doesn't consider Constantine, Constantine a superhero, so he doesn't really prepare for him. So, I kind of like that idea. And it's going to be about the Justice League coming to Apocalypse instead of Apocalypse coming to him. Oh, and apparently Superman's going to mess up in the first act. It causes a lot of problems. But we don't know what that is yet. He's just going to make it, like a bad play. So, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean I'm scared this is going to be a very mediocre version of a great story and could possibly turn people off to reading the actual story. But... You know, uh, hopefully they could do Dark Side War some kind of justice, maybe. I'm glad it's not called Dark Side War at least. Yeah, true. At
2: the very least, it sounds pretty epic. Yeah, like yeah, it it, they're going mar- out with a
0: bang, yeah. clearly. Yeah, that, yeah, that's good at least. um, Maybe we'll see uh, Tim Drake. Or Batgirl was teased in like the end of Bad Blood. Did she ever appear in a
1: movie? Mm, no, I've, I've seen all of them. She hasn't appeared in any of them, but yeah, she was teased. It's strange how she hasn't shown up once. Anyways, well, yeah.
0: that's, uh, I guess that's it for like live action and like animated news. Um Now, comic news Three Jokers has a release date, and I forget it already. It's about <laughs> I think it's June 17th, right? That sounds Yeah, right. I'm, I'll,
1: I'll, I'm pulling it up right now. But yes, the long awaited uh, Three Jokers is coming on June 17th, 2020, book one, and will not be delayed, according to Jason Fabach. Uh, he's been working on this since like 2000. 2000- 17 and the idea has been hatched since like 2016. So, mm-hmm. uh this is all we've been waiting for for so long. Jason favok has been giving us breadcrumbs for the longest time of Oh, here's a little panel of Joker smiling. Oh, here's a panel of Red Hood's helmet. Oh, here's Barbara Gordon and I'm like, "Please, I need a release date." And everyone's essentially been harassing him on the comment section like, "Hey, not to rush you, but like when are we going to get a release date?" And yeah, that time has yeah, finally come. Interview. And, um, the three jokers are the three on the three covers. So, and he released yeah, even a few panels. Course. Um, uh, uh, we see Thomas Wayne's grave and we see, uh, the bat cave, which looks amazing. Um, he has like a bunch of suits set up of villains and they're like their classic suits. Great. Um, it looks so good. And, <laughs> and uh, we, we see somebody cutting Bruce out of the suit. Um, it looks like an older man, which some people are thinking that it might be Alfred. Um, But yeah, so I think it is maybe because you can see because you
2: can see him in one of the lower
0: panels on the second.
1: Yeah, so so the thought process is is probably going to be a uh, flashback of Alfred, a lot of flashbacks in this book, which would make sense.
0: Or they're just ignoring continuity,
1: which wouldn't be surprising. I mean, would we all would we all be mad? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) this is I love I love continuity, but I would let it pass.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm okay with Alfred being alive so i'm not okay yeah, with sure. Owlman being alive
1: though but
0: i'm okay with that yeah. alive. so uh, i'll uh, slide
1: Only- this, this is already very killing joke reminiscent and uh faybox said that killing joke has been like a great inspiration to this book so uh, i'm definitely very excited i'm curious how this all plays into the continuity of like when we first saw the three jokers and when we saw them in dc rebirth number one like it kind of seemed like you know, the like one of these versions is the new fifty-two, but then based on the covers that he released, none of these look like the new fifty-two Joker. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm curious if the Golden Age Joker is also going to be the new fifty-two Joker or something like that. But um, I can't wait for this story. I I think this is one of the riskiest stories to ever do. I mean, Joker origin just doesn't happen. I mean killing joke is one of those that stories works. that made it work but it's a rarity and now we're getting it again you know like a three joker origin which is just i think such a hard story to tell but if there's a creative team that i trust with more than anything it's jason Fabach and jeff, jeff johns, johns. I mean, that is an absolute dream team
0: absolutely i have a lot of yeah. hope for this i
2: have a lot of hope for it as well the one thing i was kind of a little iffy on is that it, it has been so long since they announced it and we've seen the Joker in comics, and I was kind of, I was, I think I was thinking like it would have been kind of cool if we hadn't seen the Joker in these four years. Oh, that been and then brutal. this is the big Joker story, yeah. And, 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 like I'm not not excited for it. It's just like. Kind of, I think the hype is diminished because we've seen the Joker so many times.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we talked about this on the podcast either last week or two weeks ago, like how, you know, the Joker was over especially for a while, like when he was in uh Scott Snyder's Justice League and he was in Tom King's Batman and he was in Detective Comics. He was like in a bunch of different books at once and it was like, all right, Joker's being overdone. So, uh like, yeah, you know, New they, they took like a little break, but he's still been in comics and now we got the Joker war happening at the same time. It's kind of just like, how does this all play yeah. into jeff and jason's story you know yeah i respect I new 52 be, for only it. using joker twice in five years
0: like yeah, big yeah. big props to that but it, even then like joker war is supposed to be the big batman versus joker story like it's going to supposedly like the end but right when it ends is right when three joker begins so yeah <laughs> it's kind of like uh okay you know we'll let yeah. slide but alfred i guess alfred's dead but uh doomsday clock you know kind of all weird right now with doomsday clock three jokers doomsday is apparent... clock sorry go on because uh, doesn't
2: sorry i was gonna say superman i haven't read the issue but isn't there an issue recently where his parents are alive right? yeah now?
1: superman villains they appear so mm-hmm.
2: that means that doomsday clock has happened in continuity
1: i yeah right? guess yeah
2: so it's just. I'm just hoping they they hash out like when and at what point. It's kind of we need like a timeline. very confusing. I'm hoping the
1: generation one shots are gonna be the ones to explain, you know, yeah. what the hell's going on with the DC continuity.
2: Uh Marvel mm-hmm. did something last year where they released like a six-part mini and it was just the history of the Marvel universe. And it was told yes. by uh Galactus and Franklin Richards. At the end of the universe, it just recapped everything. And I'm I'm hoping that these uh, generation minis are gonna be the similar thing but told by Wally. I think that'd be kinda cool. That'd
1: yeah, be perfect. That would be yeah, I awesome. remember that
0: Marvel thing. They went like, oh, it all started like when Captain America got frozen in ice kind of thing. And it went all the way yeah, up. But they to... even went before that. Like
2: they, they kind of talked about like the birth of the inhumans and the eternals. Like they went like millions of years prior to oh, yeah, millions of yeah. years after.
0: Yeah, and then they went to the modern age. They even went to the future where like the earth dies and uh, King Thor defends it with his yep. granddaughters kind of thing. Like King Thor is yeah, the last cool. person on earth standing, the last breathing person that was willing to defend earth kind of thing. So I hope we get that for DC where it starts off. I don't, yeah. I know it's going to be Wonder Woman, but I don't want that. <laughs> just start to like, yeah. who is the first hero and move all the way up. Maybe show like maybe the first green lantern of earth. Maybe it was someone that maybe it was before Guy Allen Scott, it was just some alien that would just happen to be defending that sector. Cause there were green lanterns of yeah, earth. Maybe, maybe like, a, the like some, some like yeah. Abin
1: Sur stuff of like that sector mm-hmm. be cool. Exactly. Maybe start
0: with that and move your way up and then get to right now what's happening. When does Superman realize that, like, reveal his identity? When did City of Bane happen? And when did Doomsday Clock happen? Because those are all just such weird yeah. orders. And when does Three I think Joker they're happen? They're going to happen. Because yeah. mm-hmm. maybe we have it Wally looking into the future and, like, he sees, like, oh, in a month or two from now, Bruce is going to, like, finally crack the case of the Three Jokers. So I hope I get yeah. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on through news uh, Nightwing is officially returning uh, he was no longer called Rick Grayson in the solicitation for June so June's issued a Nightwing he is called Dick Grayson Nightwing is mentioned and it is uh, going to kind of tie into the Joker War Joker War is going to tie into a lot of books we're getting a checklist soon like most DC events tend to do nowadays but they do mention that Nightwing does return so Finally, I think Nightwing going to return in Batman or in Nightwing.
1: Oh, that's a good question, actually. Th- that is a good question. <laughs> um, I mean, Tinion yeah. T- 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 obviously said, like, when he first took on Batman that it was yeah, his, okay. like, task to bring Nightwing back. But yeah, that's a good question.
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm going to hope Batman because I don't read Nightwing right
1: course. now. Yeah, I don't read Nightwing either right now. I've been dropping in uh, protest of not having Dick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> same.
2: Um, I, I, I think I stopped reading Nightwing as soon as Dick Grayson had, or Rick
0: Grayson had. Yeah, Nightwing.
1: for us, it was probably a few issues after. It was wild.
0: For me, it was four arcs after. I messed up. I kept thinking, he's coming, <laughs> he's coming back. He's it. coming back this issue, guys. But no, he never did. So it took me a while to drop I dropped it when he decided to become a taxi driver. And I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah 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 when, when when it was like the grease paint on his eyes as his mask i was like okay this is enough
0: yep pretty much i didn't mind the four nightwing story but like come on um the tornado twins are also returning in june with uh, a name that i forgot to write down jd tell us about the flash stories this
1: summer <laughs> yeah so um following the Ark paradox we're getting an arc with the reverse flash making his own family versus the flash family which sounds awesome and following that We're getting uh, an arc called Zoom's Rain, um, which we don't actually know too much about just yet, Uh, but so far at least we see the Tornado Twins going at Barry and the Rogues tearing Barry apart, so it sounds interesting. And The the solicitations will be coming out tomorrow. We record on Thursdays and they come out on Fridays, so uh, we'll know more tomorrow. You'll probably know more as you're listening to this, but uh, yeah, it should be interesting. So Zoom's Rain, is Hunter's Element returning then? We don't know. I mean, it's just called zoom's reign. Obviously Eobard has been called professor zoom. So could it be just a build off of the last story? I don't know. I mean, I always thought when zoom died in that one arc, you know, obviously it wasn't a real death. It's a comic book death, but, um, who knows? I mean, I've been waiting for zoom to, you know, face off against Wally cause you know, he's a Wally villain. That mm-hmm. only seems right to me, but, uh, yeah, so uh, Tornado Twins are returning was surprising to me because we haven't seen them since issue number 25 in running scared in that one future. So like I've been waiting for them to come back at some point. It's nice that Williamson's going full circle here, and I'm curious to see where it goes. I mean, if you remember in Flash 750, Iris said that uh, she has two surprises for uh, Barry. So,
0: Oh, yeah, a little tease for that. Okay. So
1: Iris will probably be pregnant in this arc if I had to guess.
0: Mm-hmm. I see cool that. It. Williamson's
2: being able to tell like a complete run of his flash like it, it's kind of I know that kind of sounds like weird like oh, an art, a writer's finally allowed, allowed to tell their story but it's cool <laughs> that he's getting like as many issues as he is getting to just tell a full complete flash run it it
1: is, is it's it's nice. pretty crazy that he's the only writer from the start of rebirth that's still yeah, on that's, the book other than I think Scott Lobdell exactly, on Red Hood
2: exactly it. Like, no, yeah, like Batman, Tom King was, uh, ended earlier, uh, uh, Patrick Gleason and, uh. Tom
1: on Superman are gone. Tom yeah, on Green Lantern's gone. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Wonder Woman's been through as many writers as I have, uh, close. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good yeah, point. I think, yeah. I, think, I think, I think this and Red Hood are the only two books.
0: Honestly, I'm okay with Williamson's stolen Flash. He's been doing really well recently. There's some arcs I don't like, but I think in the end, he is a good writer. And he's had in other books he's too. He's a good writer. Hot take, Joshy Williamson on Justice League would be pretty decent. And that would be interesting as well. If
1: it, if it was just based on his Flash, I would say no. But after reading his Batman Superman, I could see him doing a bigger book like that. He writes
0: a good Barry. He writes a good Batman. He writes a good Superman. He writes a good Cyborg from a small time of Justice League Odyssey. I could totally see him writing the Justice think, League and doing uh, good. My favorite thing
2: about his Batman Superman is... is uh, is you can see that some of the writers are not very happy that Superman had to reveal his identity. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I love that Batman sees Clark and he's still like, why are you even wearing that? Like it's, it's pointless. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: like that too. Um, DC ceased is getting a sequel. I don't think any of us read it. We talked a little bit before the recording, but right. None of us have read DC. I have.
2: I, I think I read the first two issues.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I know some of the plot details, but uh,
2: I, I I uh, I listened to a thing about the entire story. It sounds really cool. I just haven't read it yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. injustice is like one of my favorite Else worlds, so I trust Tom Taylor to do a cool Else world. And I don't zombies aren't just like anything. You know, it's not really something that interests me that much. It's kind of just like okay, zombies, but uh, you know, it, it looks kind of interesting, and I know there's some flash scenes, so I'll, I'll eventually get to reading it but yeah. it's getting a sequel and John Ken is going to be Superman Damian Wayne is going to be Batman Cassie's going to be Wonder Woman it's uh legacy to the extreme
2: and uh, Dinah in DC I don't think this is a spoiler but Dinah actually Green Lantern as well. yeah yeah that was yeah. like a
1: big like reveal in the book uh, but it's been posted all over like I've seen that a hundred times
2: yeah Black cool. Canary Green Lantern it's a good idea you could tell he obviously loves uh, Black Canary and Green Arrow oh yeah oh yeah big even in
0: Injustice especially in Justice 2 they had huge yeah. character moments in that so I like that a yeah. lot um, Bruce Wayne had a brother in the New 52. He was born before Bruce, supposedly died, but then it was kind of hinted at that he lived and was working for the Court of Owls. It wasn't officially confirmed, but that character is returning detect- in Detective Comics in June again. We were just talking about like June solicitation teasers. so um, Yeah. It was very much hinted that he was still alive, Bruce's brother. And when Bruce did some digging, it kind of led to this member of the Court of Owls who ended up being kind of on like an unstable villain to batman he only appeared once like in 2011 this was like near the start of 52 stars Scott snyder's run and he was never brought up yeah. again but it looks like he's coming back so if you like that character and you want to know more about him read detective comics this june um bendis's superman this summer will be focusing on new krypton which jd was mentioning earlier that thank god bendis is looking at continuity and actually going like yeah it's, the a, it's, a,
1: it's a it's a rarity uh bendis is known for kind of flubbing on continuity uh, multiple times in multiple comic companies um so yeah. <laughs> so um it's nice to see that he's actually paying attention to new krypton which was something that was introduced in hal jordan and the green lantern corpse by robert venditti and now is being continued and that is something i always wanted to see continued i thought when it was introduced in hal and pals it was very interesting that it was kind of like a Double Sun Planet, which is cool. Zod is like the king of that Earth or the king of that planet, and he, there's like a bunch of slaves on there, and the Green Lanterns kind of have to back off. Like, that's a very interesting concept to me. And I wanted Superman to go there because I knew he would be accepted as a Kryptonian, but would he allow for slavery to happen on a planet? Like, I felt like there was a story to be told there, and it appears that we'll be eventually getting to that.
2: Mm. Will, uh, will John be there? Because it'd be kind of interesting to see if John would be allowed on new
1: krypton I, considering well, he's half human
2: zod kind of likes john does he not but i have not read uh, a lot of venice's stuff. So yeah
1: yeah it. i feel like zod has kind of like a respect for john which is interesting but i wonder if it's like kind of like he wants to mold john into his own you know mm-hmm. that, that's what i always uh, felt it like um but i mean yeah that'll be that'll be interesting i mean obviously zod has a kid so there's always like i feel like a story to be told yeah.
0: the yeah, irma or whatever his name is i can't remember his name but that's uh a, I can't remember his wife's name either, but I think there was, like, a joke that we laughed a lot. Uh, His his wife's
1: name is Ursa. Remember remember in the Bendis issue, it was, like, uh, he's introducing his wife, and he's like, it's Ursa, my wife. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we mentioned that for
0: the rest of the episode. Yeah,
1: that was, like, an old old podcast episode. Like, he was clearly just trying to introduce it to new readers, but the way it came out was, like, so awkward. It was, like, Ursa, my wife.
2: Yeah. I remember at one point... He uh, in his he was talking about the Green Lanterns in his run, and John said something like, "It's a Green Lantern from the Green Lantern Corps," and I'm like, All right, "Well, nobody would actually say that in <laughs> real life. Like, that's not how you would introduce that."
0: But I get what you're trying to do. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get it, but stop. Uh, Zod first met John in Action Comics Rebirth in that one arc where it was like a ton of superman characters versus a ton of superman villains like superman china was there superwoman back when she I, was the thing it
2: was like superverse It's what it, it sort of felt like yeah
0: yeah, pretty much. basically and that's when zod first saw john and he was very angry he's like you you had a half breed
1: child and yeah. was like all pissed about I, it, it but
0: um, since then he's the same kinda, way the eradicator uh reacted I yeah remember.
1: that is how the eradicator acted in the first in the second arc of superman rebirth yeah
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. And but since then Zod has kinda had interactions with John for a while since and he's kinda gained respect to him. So I feel like if John wanted to go to New Krypton, he would be accepted. That was a long answer yeah. to that question. <laughs> but yeah. Um now a little bit of Marvel news is Shang Chi. I thought it was saying Chi, but Tyler was pronouncing it differently. What is it? Chi. Okay, Shang Chi. Oh, I've, always had I've always had
1: it's I've always had it Shang chi That's crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I did too. But Shang Chi is getting a comic book, a solo comic. First, I'm sure it's either way. first solo comic in a long time. This is obviously due to the a movie. Very long
1: out. time. Yeah. Granted, uh,
0: this wasn't a popular character, but they're making a movie, so they have to bring this character back, of course. Yeah. Uh the movie actually started filming this week i believe so
2: yeah, i saw set photos today which is kind of interesting that every other movie is being shut down but they're filming shang chi just going straight ahead <laughs> yeah I, I am wondering though because that movie is i'm assuming it's going to be filmed in china i don't i'm, oh. I'm not sure if that's going to be delayed at all because oh, he filmed, uh,
1: oh, no in china. interesting.
0: yeah yeah that's
2: terrifying
0: <laughs> <laughs> good luck yeah <laughs> good luck to that um, yeah um,
2: but, but I, Shang-Chi, I don't think has had a solo series, at least an ongoing, because he had a solo series, I think, earlier uh, in Marvel Now, like 2013-ish, but I don't think he's had okay. an ongoing in a very long time, uh-huh. since uh, like the 80s or 70s, really.
0: Yeah, they kind of, I mean, they're making this movie due to diversity for the most part, but they're also yeah. trying to introduce this character and bring him back. He was popular back then, let's try popular. to make him popular now.
2: And, uh, and Hickman used him a lot in his Avengers run earlier in uh, Marvel Now.
1: Yeah, that's true. Which
0: is kind of where I was introduced to him.
1: Yeah, I think where a lot of people were introduced to him. Mm-hmm. It's the most
0: modern telling of the character, I believe. So it's cool that he's getting solo comic. Will you guys be reading it?
2: Well, I will definitely be reading it. I, I'm just kind of more curious than anything.
1: I, I'm, I'm always hesitant on Marvel series because I'm more of a DC guy. But, I mean, if the creative team interests me enough with the previews, I could see myself reading this. If
0: 5G they actually ends it. up happening, I'll read it. <laughs> I'm saving money dropping every DC book. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think they did release the creative team.
1: Oh, who, who's working on it? Do you know? Uh,
2: it says Gene Luen Yang, who is apparently a, he wrote a graphic novel called, I cannot find it, but he apparently is a very good writer. He run, oh, he's the first American, uh, first graphic novel ever to be nominated for a national book award. Oh, um, oh wow. It is his novel. I don't forget what it's called. But he's also teaming up with Philip Tan and an artist named D- Dyke Ruan.
1: Oh, Philip Philip Tan's pretty good. He did the uh, Kyle Rayner um, cover for Green Lantern 80th. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, Philip Tan does good work. Oh, that is oh, good work. Then, yeah. And uh, the artist, uh,
2: the art, the cover art is uh, Jim Chung, which always looks awesome.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
0: Okay. Oh, I'm down for that. I'll I might I'll probably check it out. I'll do like the first arc test. Read the first arc if I like it, then I'll continue. Yeah, I might have to do the same thing. I think it's going
2: to be a mini. I think it's not going to go on for very long. Yeah, it's one of five. Oh, okay. I might check it out.
0: Yeah, I'll check it out too. And that's it for the news of the week, I
1: believe. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So um so just before we get into the comics, uh of course we gotta do the pick of the week and cover of the week. So uh my pick of the week this week is Flash 751. Um and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Hunter as well based on his post today. Mm-hmm. Um as for my cover of the week, I think I would also go Flash 751. I thought it was a pretty cool cover. Um I'm trying to think what el- other covers I liked. Um but I think I'll go Flash 751. What about you guys? I would say my pick of the week
0: is also Flash fifty one. I don't know. I really like the X Men cover. Cover. I'm go with that. It's just a fight scene, but Cyclops yeah.
1: I was I, 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 I was tempted to pick the X Men cover because it was pretty cool, but I like
0: Cyclops just shooting the laser and it's covering yeah. a lot of the page. It's cool. It looks mm-hmm. like very classic. Mm-hmm. I see the new mutant drawn by Lionel Yu as well. Yeah. What's your pick of the week?
2: Uh, I would. My pick for the week is probably going to be X Men. I, I love. I'm loving the way X Men is going so far. I think it was a great issue. Uh, and if I had to pick a cover of the week, I'm actually going to go Kylo Ren. Uh, oh issue, yeah, I picked that one up for my roommate. That that cover was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kylo Ren. It looks. What's really on the awesome. cover? It's him in his uh, Jedi robes, like his uh, student robes, but mm-hmm. with his new lightsaber, like his mm-hmm. Kylo Ren lightsaber. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I I still haven't read the fourth issue. I, I read the first three, but I picked really it up for my roommate, so I have to I check really it out. Nice. Yeah, that's that's cool. Um. So okay. so we'll Gosh. start with Flash 751, given that it was like the. Uh, pretty much favorite of the week. Um, this is the first issue coming out of Flash 750, which was obviously the anniversary issue. Um, this one is Barry versus Godspeed for a good chunk of it. And um, on the side, we have Iris trying to figure out who Paradox is and how to beat him. So uh, th- this was an interesting issue. The art was really good. I'm, I'm obviously a huge fan of Christian Deuce's art. I think um, a lot of the fight scenes look very fluid with him, especially um, the big page of Barry and Godspeed fighting. Like you see them the fighting him eight different positions yeah this flash page for them finding like eight different positions before they get to like in front of you which is really cool with uh paradox kind of just like standing there in the background um (laughs) just chilling but but but, yeah this was interesting like godspeed uh we get a flashback of godspeed working undercover which is obviously a little uh foreshadowing for later in the issue um and paradox goes on a big rant of why he doesn't like the flash um i actually posted on my instagram today because i thought it was pretty funny uh that he essentially sounds like a Wally fanboy, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> um, and I even made a meme like, uh, no, no, he's got a point. <laughs> um, you know, it, this, this, this was interesting to me that this is paradox motivation. So I'll, I'll just read the quote because it's, it's not that long. Um, he says, he, he gets flashed aside and he says, uh, Why are you a legend, Barry Allen? I spent centuries pondering that question. You're not the first Flash and you're far from the last, but you are the one who was written about the most, the one who shapes the Flash's legacy. Why are you worthy of the myth? Oh, I know, because you died. You were the great savior, the hero of the multiverse, the martyr. But you came back and did what? What good have you done since your return that is greater than your own death? You know what I think, Flash? You should have stayed dead. And it's like, wow, okay. uh, That's interesting. I feel like like I've seen that in my comment sections over the years.
2: He does, he does just yell at Barry for the entire issue, just calling Barry selfish, saying, like, the Flashpoint was ruined billions of lives because you were selfish. It's kind of interesting to see that perspective in a Flash comic and not just from fans. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and it's also interesting that um, usually when people talk to Barry about Flashpoint, or at least those who know, are like, you know, it wasn't selfish. I would have done the same thing, you know, when Batman talked to him about it or when Wally talked to him about it. So it's, it's interesting to see somebody go, no, you're selfish for doing this. Like, this is... Not right. you know. I don't care what it, anybody it says. Was this was last up you ruined so many other lives.
0: Yeah, the whole thing that even Zoom's idea was Zoom became Zoom because he wanted Wally to time travel for him and Wally said no, it's too dangerous. I can't risk that. And then he ended yeah. you know, up becoming a villain. So this is kind of like the opposite of Zoom. Uh, if you go on the Reddit discussions, so every week Reddit has discussions with uh, these comics and hundreds of people comment on these. The top comment for this issue is Paradox's Reddit. Like, it's literally just Reddit's opinion (laughs) of Barry Allen just ruining people's lives, which is true. I mean, Barry's a great hero, but he ruined West. he He did, Yeah, he did do a
2: lot of damage to not only just the timeline of DC, but to the Flash legacy. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I like Barry. A lot of my favorite Flash stories are Barry Allen stories, but he should have stayed dead. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, it was um th- th- this was interesting to see Paradox kind of say this and Barry doesn't really even have much of a reaction um because before he could really have a reaction Godspeed decides to switch sides. Uh Godspeed tells us that he was a basically a double agent the whole time. Some of the dialogue isn't the best for Godspeed. Um uh, I don't I don't know like uh, there was a line that he said during the book that I can't even remember now. I think it was like uh I don't even – he called him, like, crazy guy or something. I don't know. Like, the way it came out, like, I read it out loud. I'm like, that was kind of awkward. And he kept calling Barry Buddy, which was kind of weird <laughs> to me. Um, but but anyway, um, he betrays Paradox, but Paradox takes him down quite easy and, like, throws him into the uh, tr- into the treadmill. So uh, that was interesting. Um, Iris' side of the story is that she went to the Flash Museum to try to figure out how to beat him, and she figured out from Commander Cold's uh, hologram that – Essentially, the way to beat him is the only one who has ever beaten him is Eobard Thawne, So you need Eobard to help, which is obviously setting up the next uh, just up, up, upcoming issue with Eobard in it. And uh, the issue ends with Barry being thrown into somewhere where he sees his mother, which was a beautiful panel, by the way. That background was amazing. It looks and, great. And, and, and Barry's face at the end, like ap- absolute shock. Like, this, this art was top notch this uh, this week.
0: Yeah, you see the like tears forming in his eyes. It's very emotional. I liked it a lot, it's interesting so. to
1: see where this goes coming from i haven't been
2: i haven't actually been keeping up with the flash but from this issue i'm kind of interested to see how they take this uh, barry seeing his mother and, and where they go with it it's kind of interesting to see yeah like obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't and,
1: think his mom's actually alive
2: uh, yeah i don't think he's alive or she's alive either but it's gonna be interesting to see them have like some sort of interaction
1: yeah obviously the last time he interacted with his mom is when flashpoint. he had to leave her in flashpoint and tell and tell yeah. her like i have to you have to die Which is crazy. That was like a great emotional ending. So I'm hoping we can channel some of that emotion into this uh, upcoming issue. Um, Yeah, I I just, I I thought this was an interesting issue. I thought it was a good build-up issue, especially after being kind of disappointed with how the Flash has been going lately and feeling like Paradox was kind of boring. This was like a good thing to kind of uh, rev him up a little bit. And I'm interested to see where this arc goes, especially teaming up with Eobard. I think it has potential to be really cool. And I think that... Um, you know, if readers want to jump back on the flash, I think now is the time. I, I think, you know, you don't really have to read the previous article before this. Just kind of jump on this one.
2: Yeah. And I, I haven't been catching up with it, but I kind of, I got it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, it's, it, it's cool. It, it kind of reminds me of, there's an episode of the flash, the TV show. It's, I think it's like the runaway dinosaur. Yeah. It, it, I feel like it, this kind of gives me
1: vibes with that.
0: Yeah. Where, where Barry sees good, his mom even, one more like, time. A dream world.
1: Yeah. It's kind of cool. No, I, I is was, was that season that, yeah. 1 or season 2. I think it's season 2. I think it's a very good yeah, season yeah, I was going to say I feel like I've seen this one. Um yeah, yeah, I, I definitely get that uh vibe. Um this is this is pretty cool and like I said I'm just curious to see where it goes. I would rate this issue like probably like an 8.5. Um I like that. The art really carried it for me. Um I just think it was like just very clean art which I like. I gave it like 9.5. I don't I didn't see many flaws at all
0: really <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> like this was really, really good and again like you jump on this the only thing that really happened before was there's a little tease of godspeed and they did Paradox's origin 50 as well i don't know if you read Paradox's origin but it's pretty simplistic like he was affected so essentially barry. every time barry
1: changes the timeline he gets hurt from it so okay that's yeah, why he that's hates true. barry he the timeline so much and he was he's kind of trapped
0: in the Speed Force for a long time, it, to the point where his family forgot about him, in a way. Well, not really forgot yeah. about him, but, like, moved on, thinking that he died. It's so, interesting to see that this is at, like, near
2: the end of his Flash run as well. Okay. Like, he's really been building up his Barry Allen and to now just have a character that hates him. It's kind of interesting.
0: I, I mean, I know this is 751, but this is, like, what his 89th issue or something like that? 90th yeah, issue? Yeah, this is... this.
1: Is, uh, yeah, I believe this would be a... Uh, 89 or 90 yeah right around that area and shame that is
0: a hundredth issue probably won't be much it will just be another five yeah
1: well, well well i'm wondering if dc marketing will be like put number 100 on it because that looks cool and could sell um, even though it'll be, like, 762. But I, I think that would still be cool to put well, that on It'd in. be
2: cool if they do the double numbering. like.
1: Uh, oh, well, well that, that's it. what I said. If they were going to do legacy numbering, I'd rather them do it the Marvel yeah, way, like Kind just of just put it underneath it. Yeah that's, yeah, that's
0: exactly what I meant. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that yeah, Marvel does though. Okay, want to go to yeah. X-Men? Because we all read... JD, you read X-Men, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So okay, um, pretty. I'm, I'm, I'm curious okay. to hear your guys' thoughts on this X-Men issue. I think that for this issue, if you're a fan of, like, the Claremont X-Men, I think you're going to like this issue. It felt... Kind of I, I very like much did. To me. And, I, and I think this is an issue that doesn't really try to reinvent the wheel, but it feels very classic. I don't know if you agree with that, Tyler. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, especially, I, I don't make a lot of noise when I read comic books, but just seeing, <laughs> seeing the brood is always just makes me happy. For whatever, uh, for reasons I can't explain, it, it just kind of brings me back to like a classic X-Men feel. Just yeah. so seeing the brood in this issue have like a big kind of uh, place was really cool for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that, you know, if you're like a Claremont fan of any, uh, you know, stage where either you're a diehard Claremont fan or you've read some Claremont stories, I think this is, you know, an issue you'd definitely like because it it almost felt like kind of out of that run.
2: It was very old school.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But obviously, like, with Hickman's
2: insanity (laughs) imbued in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was just like last issue, you know, felt like it was like, okay, like this was like kind of earth shattering, you know, and everything that's been happening in the X verse, you know, mm-hmm. the whole uh, economics of Krakoa. And then to jump to this, I was kind of just like, oh, okay, this was like, like well, it, also... it, it changed the pace a lot, but it, it felt very natural. I
2: don't know if you guys have been reading New Mutants.
1: Yeah, well, well uh, that's what I was, I was going to, I haven't been reading New Mutants, so okay. I, I was, uh, I, had to, I had to pull up like a summary online to try to understand.
2: New Mutants has been really good. But it's also written by Hickman. It's it's very good. It's also got great art by uh, I think it's Rod Reese. I don't I have no idea how to say his name. Uh-huh. But it's it's really good. And it's kind of the New Mutants have been going in they've been in space the entire time uh dealing with the Shi'ar. And uh-huh. so they finally returned in issue 7. And so now we are we're ca- we're catching up with the actual X-Men as well.
1: So the start mm-hmm.
0: of this uh like the first few pages, that those are the New Mutants, right? Uh, yes they
1: are okay okay yeah so so that, that that's like my only complaint about the x book and i don't even know if it's really a complaint but like i just i since i don't read the other x books I, sometimes i feel a little lost and i i wish there was some way other than reading all the books even though i feel like I, it would be cool to read all the books it's just kind of a lot to read them all but um, yeah, i only read uh, two of them yeah three of them actually yeah like sometimes they reference stuff that happens in other books and i'm kind of like a little lost for a second but mm-hmm, uh me too but yeah i mean other, other than that i really enjoyed this issue yeah i've
0: only i'm only reading x-men and then if you count this like i read uh the gene gray and emma frost uh one shot and i'm reading it's, i, I haven't read forever. giant eyes actually uh
2: marauders i know a lot of people have been going on how great marauders is I've and especially me i like i'm like a huge kitty pride fan and seeing her just be the coolest character of all time is always happy is always <laughs> yeah happy. yeah um uh, comic is telling me is about really how good great. that series is yeah marauders is awesome it's it is just awesome it's a uh, Jerry Duggan who I love he did a lot of really great stuff with uh, Deadpool he did a lot of great stuff with the Uncanny Avengers uh, this has been a run that I recently read which I've just been freaking out about because it's so good and he wrote that and it's just he's he's a really fantastic writer
0: okay uh, I want to get more into X-Men so this is good that you're here
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, one thing I thought was interesting in this X-Men issue was we brought back Vulcan who is a character that was dead. I, right? I don't think he, I have no idea where he was. Cause he's one of those characters. That's just very X-Men continuity is extremely confusing. And I think everybody kind of knows this <laughs> and yeah. even where I've read a lot of it, I still have gaps. And so I have no idea where Vulcan has been recently. Uh, but he references the war of the Kings right in, in the battle record.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Page yeah okay. eight,
2: war of the Kings was, uh, an arc during his uh Fantastic Four run like over ten years ago. And so uh-huh. War of the Kings was, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was a war between the inhumans. It was like the three cities, like the Inhumans, Atlantis, and maybe the Shiar. And mm. it was it was very good. It's very good stuff. And it's kind of interesting to see that he's still pulling his Fantastic Four continuity into this. I know you guys have seen, there's a panel from one of the issues of Fantastic Four that is exactly mirrored with Vulcan, but, except, but back then it was Black, uh, Black Bolt. Oh, with like, the oh, wake I didn't, up? I
0: didn't see that. Yeah, it was exactly mirrored. Oh my god, I got chills. <laughs> okay, So if you look to the to left of that, on the, on the page before that, with the battle record going back there, it says that Black Bolt was killed in that war. And then right yeah. that it says, Vulcan, who was, this character's alive, it says, also killed at the conclusion of the war when the T-Bomb detonated. Vulcan was also believed to have perished in the fault. Yet here he is. Uh, the T-Bomb
2: I, I, is the Terrigen Mists, which is the, uh, the thing that makes Inhumans, Inhumans. Uh, okay. And I, I guess we haven't seen uh, Vulcan since then, but we've seen a lot of Black Bolt since War of the Kings. He was a major, major character in... Uh, hickman's new avengers so Mm -hmm. and now here he is yeah it's interesting to see him pulling back because he is a summer's brother he is the third summer's brother mm -hmm, so -hmm. it's interesting to see he's really building up this summer's family uh you know scott gene uh havoc cable uh, there's another oh uh, rachel hope Mm -hmm. and Vulcan. that's like the summer's family and corsair as, as well (laughs)
0: <laughs> and uh, Logan, and if a... you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Logan's forcing his way in. Yeah,
2: Wolverine. But it's it's interesting that he's really building up like this
0: family aspect, and it seems to be a thing he loves going back to his Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. I could tell. And right off the bat, when you see Vulcan, you see him dreaming as if he's like floating in just the sky. And Cyclops and Havoc they wake him up, but they don't wake him up like, oh my god, you're alive! They're just like, hey, long night, and it looks like he was just drinking. So yeah. it's doesn't, I I mean, it does say, like, it's not like Hickman's ignoring continuity here. Because it does say that he was assumed to be dead. Also, so we like, are even, getting if,
2: even if he was dead, there is clause for characters to have been brought back to life. You know, yeah, it's complex.
0: established earlier, so. Yeah, so we're definitely going to find out what happened to him, for sure. Because it does say that he was uh, dead. Vulcan is an Ole- Omega-level mutant. Oh, like,
2: is one he? One of the more powerful, yeah, I believe so. He's one of the more extremely powerful mutants ever, like, in the Marvel Universe.
0: For So what are his powers, exactly?
2: Um, I could not tell you off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure he's just going to do anything. <laughs>
0: he reminds me a lot of Franklin Richards in that aspect. Like, he's uh, he's just
2: a huge threat.
0: Yeah, because Franklin Richards is a mega level, and he could create other dimensions. So <laughs> Franklin Richards is the
2: most powerful being in the entire Marvel Universe.
0: Oh, jeez. Okay, makes sense.
2: Yeah. Well, right now, he's kind of losing his powers, so yeah which is unfortunate but it's cool to see it's cool that there was uh there was a point in Hickman's run where we go to the future and we see that Galactus is the herald of Franklin Richards. Oh interesting. Which is absurd
0: to think about. And Galactus is eventually the last person alive in the Marvel universe. Because even uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, does Franklin Richards live forever kind of thing then? Yeah, he uh, Franklin Richards has
2: powers on like a A universal scale so for example there was a time back in the 90s called Heroes Reborn where all these heroes fought this villain called Onslaught and the Avengers the Fantastic Four and uh, a bunch of different characters got sucked in and they got killed but it was revealed later that Franklin Richards created a bubble universe (laughs) like an alternate bubble universe by himself and Uh he stored those characters in there
0: Interesting. Okay. He, he
2: is just insanely powerful. He can create universes like with a snap. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty he's crazy. He's like an Infinity Gauntlet. Like yeah. yeah,
0: strongest character in Marvel. I guess that makes sense since that he has to be. Interesting. And know Vulcan's alive, and he could be Omega Level 2. Interesting. He doesn't. And it's really... interesting to see... Um, you go. Oh, no, you go on. I was just saying he like he doesn't do much in this issue besides being... Yeah, like I was going to say player. that
2: uh, he... It's interesting to see that Franklin Richards is a linchpin of uh, Fantastic Four, X Men as well, because he is so insanely powerful that Krakoa seems to. They they really want him, and it's and he never really played up the mutant aspect of him before, but it's cool to see that he's so important. Like it's such a linchpin in this kind of ongoing
0: epic. Yeah, he definitely yeah. is. Like this is so interesting. <laughs> I'm so much more interested yeah. now. I was I was already like you had my money, Marvel, but now I'm like. <laughs> Damn. All right.
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: <laughs> All right. So going on with the issue, really cool. there is a alien attack that happens in this issue. It is uh, the brood. Right. So That's what do you know about character. the brood? Uh, As far as I'm aware, the brood
2: are a hive mind of just, there's a brood queen and there's a, just a bunch of other just brood. And what happened in new mutants was one of the characters, uh, rain i think her name is rain sinclair she's wolfsbane is her mutant name okay and she brings back this kind of artifact from shiar space which apparently attracts the brood and the brood come in like swarms of millions
0: so they are always a threat interesting Mm -hmm. yeah i mean they're they're like a parasite here Mm -hmm. i wonder sorry going back to vulcan i just thought what if it's like a a copy like you know to me my x-men like professor x that's what i was thinking
2: That's what I was thinking as well. Like, that could be it. That could be as far as it goes. Like, he was just brought back kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And it was interesting. I think in uh, House of X, do you remember when they talk about, when they go to Mr. Sinister and there's like a page of like Sinister Secrets? Yeah. There's there's a, a, a secret that says two of them fell from a plane and it was later revealed that one of them was in space. Could there be more? And that's all it says. But if you think about it, Two of them fell from a plane. That's Scott and Alex, the Summers. One of them was found in space. That's Gabriel. It's Vulcan. So I think, really, Hickman could be building up that there's even more Summers out there, which is insanity. That that would be crazy. Yeah, yeah. that would be pure insanity. I don't think anybody would complain about it. Like I think that would be awesome.
1: No, no I mean the the thing about Hickman is like he has like the um kind of like Jeff Johns trust. Where <laughs> yes. it's like Absolutely. he does anything, I'm here for it. Yeah, Yeah, and uh, he has, like, continuity veto
2: ability. Like, he could just say, I don't want that anymore. I want to do my own thing. And people would just accept it. Yeah. Um, Because I think originally, I'm just going on on a tangent. You can tell me if I need to stop. No, keep going. No, (laughs) keep going, please. (laughs) I'm into this. Gambit, Gambit as a character, initially, I believe, was supposed to be revealed as the third Summer's brother.
1: Oh. Uh Uh-huh. Okay.
2: So they could just do that again. They could just say it's a Gambit, which would be kind of cool. Has
0: Gambit shown up in any of these X-Books? I know it uh, yeah, up.
2: Gambit has been in X Caliber with
0: Rogue and because uh, okay, Yeah, I was going to say he was on the cover of that, so I wasn't yeah. sure if he's done much. Because there's a lot of X-Men books, and so it's yeah. kind of hard to follow some of the X-Men. Yeah, you guys... I haven't been following up on all of them. Super fun fact, Storm's dead. <laughs> in the uh, Jean Grey and Emma Frost one shot, Storm died. So... She's well, probably going to come back like next issue anyway. So probably yeah. <laughs> well, more so in like a coma in a way. So she, they're just like, Oh, okay. professor X will a reviver." It's like, well, we can't cause when she wakes up then there's two storms running around kind of thing. So we can't have that. So yeah. she's in like a, a coma and there's this virus in her mind. That's slowly going to be erasing her mind. And Jean and Emma, they tried to save storm by going inside her mind. And the whole issue didn't have any words except for the first page and the last page. So it kind of interesting that way. It was just Jean and Emma okay. in her mind trying to stop these parasites And they ended up not being able to. So, Storm is dying in one issue. Well, in this issue, I think she's on the last page. Yeah, um, maybe. No, no, never mind, that's not Storm. It's just another woman with white hair. But, yeah, you (laughs) know, it's just... I guess I was going to say sometimes continuity is kind of confusing for X-Men, but I guess at this point it's not since Storm... That wasn't Storm at the last. Sorry, I'm just apparently terrible with faces. (laughs) (laughs) Who were those guys at the end with the Mohawks?
2: Hawks. Oh, those are uh, those are Shi'ar. So, um, in oh god, in in Claremont's run, he established that there was this uh, alien race called the Shi'ar, and the X Men traveled there because in the Dark Phoenix saga, the Dark Phoenix destroyed a Shi'ar planet. Okay. So the Shi'ar wanted Jean Grey to pay for that, but she wasn't the Phoenix anymore. So they eventually they just, they just took the X Men, took them to the Shi'ar space. uh eventually i think charles xavier gets falls in love with the shiar queen her name is lilandra Mm
0: -hmm. okay
2: and i'm pretty sure she's dead now i mean i I have no idea but she (laughs) she uh well basically the new leader of the shiar empire is a guy called gladiator who uh Mm -hmm. he has been in new mutants like he's a major character in new mutants
0: okay interesting and, All right, uh, well,
2: thing, sorry. I'm just gonna. If I need to explain anything more, the other thing is that the Cree the are there, so like the accusers. Uh, so you see, like, a guy that looks like Ronan the Accuser, he's there as well. So, yeah, like, there's like a brood X Men, Shiar, Cree scenario going down, which is kind of interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. So
0: this is a lot of X Men continuing together. So, as someone who got into X Men recently, oh, glad you're
1: here. <laughs> <to explain laughs> Oh, yeah, this is like a, this is like a great episode to have Tyler on to uh, explain some X history because uh, X history is definitely not our strong suit. So uh, yeah, save me save me a YouTube video. <laughs> Thank you, history of the X Men. Wait, history of Flash?
0: I guess I'm also. good with most Marvel stuff. Yeah, I mean, you. I honestly, when I collect Daredevil traits, I go to that list you sent me like seven months ago <laughs> of what to get. So. Every time i are in the call store and see to trades, I go to that list. Um okay. <laughs> Flash, history of X-Men. I guess I'll be History of Superman. <laughs> first off, uh, what do you guys rate the X-Men issue?
1: Um for me it's like a solid like 8 out of 10. I, I liked it a lot. I think it was like nothing too complex. Like it was it set up the table going forward and it didn't really need to do much, which was cool. So I I'd say like a solid eight out of ten.
0: I'd say eight point five. Now that I know about Vulcan <laughs> 8.5 <Yeah. laughs>
2: i would give it like a good nine like it's been very solid these x-men also the art uh is was really great uh I, I i can't pronounce his name for the life of me it's like mahmoud Asrar. Uh-huh. i don't cause I, I hate having to pronounce names wrong it just kind of you know it sucks but yeah, yeah. He's, been a, he's been a consistent artist at marvel the first time i saw him was on all new all different avengers like uh-huh. 2015 or whatever no, and his yeah, art was I read that. okay then but now it's really, like, he's improved as an artist, you can tell.
1: Oh, he's he's really
0: good. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, Going on to Superman number 21. This was a fight scene. This was a fight scene issue. Yeah, <laughs> the,
1: yeah. like, I, I read the issue. And I would say the same thing with Young Justice. I read both issues in what felt like it's all like, eight minutes. Like, <laughs> I just felt myself flipping so quickly, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, normally Bendis is known for, like, fifty thousand speech bubbles in one page. So this was uh definitely uh different for him but uh but but yes um I don't I don't know this Superman issue was kinda of just like okay fighting Mongol, sure. Whatever. Low side story, okay. Was
2: there an issue earlier where it was also just him fighting Mongol? There-
1: yeah. Yeah <laughs> he's been fighting Mongol for like the entire arc basically Yeah,
2: like six or something wasn't there like another issue where it was just him oh yeah
1: where he got mad and just punched mongol yep yeah that one (laughs) mongol's essentially been like the punching bag of bennis's run but in this one
0: yeah basically this is just superman going to punch mongol because united planets it's not going as well as clark thought so he went and punched mongol basically well i mean mongol is the reason why the united planets were going that bad because he was the one alien who was just like nah i don't agree with this so they had this big fight. yeah, And um, yeah. he injured a lot of aliens, so the Justice League came to uh, kind of help out... Well, not the entire Justice League, obviously. They're on a distant planet, but Martian yeah. Manhunter, John Stewart, Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman came to kind of, like, help out around to be like, it's okay, everyone, like, we'll, we'll make sure you're all healed and all that. The art is beautiful. It is Ivan Raised in the end, so I really did like the art a lot. But yeah. in the end, like, not much happened besides cliffhanger ending which is superman's coming back to earth and then he sees what what a surprise mongol again going to earth <laughs> in the world so that's so next, next issue remember, superman versus mongol <laughs> again I, it's
2: interesting to hear because i remember at marvel as uh, during his later years he had this trend because he was writing like 15 books at marvel i remember oh, he had geez. this trend of just every character in his books would just beat up this character called the armadillo no. <laughs> so, like in his miles morales run miles would beat up the armadillo uh infamous iron man doom would beat up the armadillo riri williams would beat up the armadillo and he actually paid it off funnily enough because his last episode of or his last issue of jessica jones ever was her uh report uh, someone hired her to find the armadillo because he was so sad because everyone was beating him up all the time no that's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, i, was, I just thought that was kind of interesting it's it's interesting that he just loves like punching
0: bag characters he does have a lot of hidden things here and there i wouldn't be surprised if mongol appeared in like young justice and they fought him <laughs>
2: yeah
0: because i feel like mongol is his punching bag this time i mean bendis has a few yeah. inside jokes i know in marvel he did a lot of things where every time there was a prison or like a police station, uh, yeah, uh, police if... station he would show himself yeah it would be he bendis would, getting yeah. arrested so, yeah, and he would
2: the- also he would what he would always do uh, he would be arrested, and he would be saying like
0: spoilers for future issues, but nobody would know what they meant at the time. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I like little hidden things, hidden things like that. So if that what mong is that's what Mongol ends up. I don't think anyone's favorite villain is Mongol. So uh, being a punching bag yeah. for superheroes, I'm sure people are fine with that.
2: The biggest thing Mongol did was, I think the no that wasn't even him never mind i was gonna say the biggest thing he did was destroy coast city but that wasn't him no, no. That was, that he was War World, so that's cool but <laughs> it wasn't his, it was that i think
0: besides this though not much happened i mean the Lois story is interesting how she's kind of like being cornered by different reporters being like oh i hear like superman says he's gonna represent earth for the united planets is this true and she doesn't even know if it's true so because you know yeah. Superman doesn't always talk about work when he's around so, yeah, I mean, exactly. who else would it be, though? Why are people upset that Superman's representing Earth? He could travel to different planets, like, with ease.
2: Has, so. has anything been done with his identity being revealed yet? Like,
1: anything interesting? Mm, not mm. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it kind of just, like, happened and we got the reactions. of Like, the, the hero's reaction and the villain's reaction uh, issues were kind of just like, eh.
0: Uh, Lois is like a celebrity now. Like, paparazzi, go to her because, I mean, he reveals himself like he's Lois Lane's wife. And she's known this whole time. So, paparazzi are like taking pictures of Lois. But ever since Mm -hmm. Superman revealed his identity, he's kind of dipped. Like, he's just left Earth and he hasn't been back in a while. So, in this issue, even, um, Green Lantern says, I wonder why he did it. Yeah, to quote Green Lantern, he says, uh, You left your wife at home in the middle of the hurricane that you created. Go home
1: so yeah
0: i mean he's just like hey i'm clark Kent, i'm married to Lois lane bye so i kind of understand why he's just like yeah you need to go home clark like so i guess the next issue well oh, damn it i was gonna say the next issue will probably get some more development of what's happening with that entity but no the next issue says to be continued with the Lois lane or I mean what to be continued with superman versus mongol so damn it <laughs> well, i gave the issue like a like a six
1: yeah, I'm probably there. I might even be like five and a half. I don't know. I just didn't find myself enjoying this issue. I haven't really been enjoying the last few Superman issues. I'm hoping That's it's fair. somewhere with this whole identity uh, fiasco.
0: Yeah. What about uh, Bendis? have it. Young um, Justice. As for,
1: as for Young Justice this week, um, so I had just picked up the book after not being on it for probably like what like five six issues maybe? maybe. Um, it, the Young Justice was just getting bad for me. I, the multiverse travels were annoying. Uh, then they brought me back in when they were like, "All right, new members." Um, th- this issue, I don't know. Like, what what did you think of it, Hunter? Like, I don't <laughs> know. I, this is another one that I just felt like was like a few big fight scenes. So like, I felt like very quick. It's
0: better than the past few, but because I didn't drop Young Justice at all, I've been reading this whole thing. The art. <laughs> feels very cartoony, which is kind of feels like a newspaper cartoon, comic. So uh. I was kind of like, eh, you know, I didn't really care for it. There's way too many characters here, I find. I mean, I'm all for new members, but it's like as soon as all the characters get together, they are all standing by the Grand Canyon. Or no, sorry, New Mexico. And they're just looking off into the distance, being like, all right, what's our plan? And then the next page, they're all fighting things. You need to see these things appear. So it's like, Wait, what, what, did I skip a page? <laughs> So yeah. they, they didn't really get an introduction because Bendis just wants action, 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 action. Yeah, I haven't been reading Young Justice. I think the last issue I read
2: was, like, issue four. I was really, I, really disappointed with the direction you. it was going. Yeah, because I remember the first thing that kind of got me as off about his Young Justice run was the way he did Bart. I was oh, really his, his Bart is terrible. Yeah, it I really changed. did not like the way he did Bart. Uh, and, and then it was kind of more also, like, um... I I was really looking to be like really emotionally affected by these characters reuniting, but it kind of really did nothing. Like if I can give like uh, another thing, like when the fantastic four came back like two years ago, that was really good. And that was a really cool reintroduction. And I kind of got emotional over it because these characters that that we loved had been gone for so long. And it was cool to see them together again. But with young justice, I kind of felt nothing, you know, and it's kind of unfortunate because young justice has been gone longer than the fantastic four was.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, it, it kind of yeah, it kind of sucks that it wasn't really much of anything.
0: I don't like how this like okay, is ignoring continuity that exists. We can't really there's only so much we can complain about. It happens. But in this case he ignores his own continuity in a way. His whole plot point <laughs> is like nobody remembers young justice. What happened to young justice? First thing that happens in this issue, like the first page is impulse like bart he runs to sideways and sideways says oh my god impulse dude huge fan it's like what he remembers impulse but foot, for foot the end and a woman's just like i could tell you what happened what really happened to young justice why they don't remember you kind of thing so at the start of this issue people remember them at the end they don't so it's kind of like okay make up your mind Bendis. do they remember young justice or do they not and it's yeah. just all over the place. I don't know how he's going to handle all these characters. Like, he, Naomi has been a character that just says, I'm new to this every single page. So, it's Connor being trapped in another dimension, and then he's out right away. It's like, okay, well, what was the point of him being trapped in another dimension? So, it just... This whole book feels like a filler, to be honest. And yeah, Reddit even... The Reddit discussion today was saying, like, every single Bendis book feels like a filler, except for one. And then when that one starts to feel like filler another book feels like a real book so he's working on so many books at once that he seems like he's putting all his focus on just one title and then when he's done putting yeah out, i can agree title, with i can definitely on. agree with that that's definitely been a bendis issue just in general that he overextends himself like quite a bit mm-hmm. yeah so if your action comics right now is getting really serious with like leviathan but superman feels like filler Young Justice feels like filler legion apparently feels like a filler right now so it's just come on man <laughs> I forgot he was writing legion yeah, I mean, I'm not reading Legion, so I don't know for sure. But Neither. come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the issue. I gave it like a like a four. I like Sideways a lot. I like that he's back. But I mean, you didn't do anything here. Yeah, besides.
1: yeah. I think I think it was interesting to see him there. Um, but but yeah, I don't know. This issue just didn't do it for me. I don't know if I'll pick up the next one. I mean, probably will. Just to see like I, I already invested this much in. It. I got to see where it goes. But I don't know.
0: I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say real quick. I mean, Spider-Man was good. Um, it was another Boomerang focus issue, which I, I find. Read it, but I do have it. Yeah, I find Boomerang is kind of a fun character in this arc, and they do go over the entire yeah. arc in this. I didn't realize we're already at forty-one issues of this run. Yeah, I heard that
2: uh, in forty-four, he's going to finally run into Kindred, which is interesting.
0: Oh, okay, finally. So that's coming up soon. Yeah. I mean, this kind of <laughs> I, felt I, like. Yeah, this is, goes over something that's been in marvel for a while it's uh it's like this ancient stone the the lifeline tablet i don't know if you know what that is but it's been uh, in comics for years and they kind of go over every story that it's been in it's been in dr strange stories it's been in like daredevil stories and it's basically just something that makes you immortal so they're going over that again but it was mostly like a boomerang kind of got himself in like kind of being able to find this yeah. tablet. So. It was again like not much happened, but it was funny. I find Nick Spencer's a funny writer, like uh, Captain. Yeah, Captain Boomerang. Or sorry, not Captain Boomerang. Just Boomerang. In this case, he's kind of made himself like a local celebrity that people all really love and want to take selfies with and everything. And he calls them boomers.
2: I was (laughs) gonna say he calls them boomers. I heard I saw.
0: Yeah, so then you call you decide since he's called boomerang, he's gonna call those fans boomers. It's like, hey, boomerang, can we take a selfie? He's like, okay, boomer. So I think that I actually like that made me snicker. So I thought that was cheesy but funny. Uh, It fit fit the title. Spencer, he,
2: uh, I think he first started writing boomerang uh, in Superior Foes of Spider-Man, which was like this run. It's a very underrated run. It's just a low key team of uh, the Sinister Six. And that was Nick Spencer. And that's a very, very funny comic. Like, it's really, it's, like, legitimately funny.
0: Yeah, I think Nick is good so, for Spider-Man because he's good yeah, at humor. Yeah, and, it,
2: and it's good that he, he also, he he's good at both, kind of. He's good at drama, like, as you can see with his Captain America stuff. But he's also really good at the comedy as well. So he's yeah. just a good overall writer. He's good with horror as well. I don't know if any of you have read uh, Bedlam. No. It's this it's an image comic by him. And it's, it's like, a horror, psychological horror comic. And it's fantastic.
1: Oh, interesting. I never even heard of it. I haven't
0: either. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. It does sound interesting. Um, Batman the Outsiders, also fantastic. Highly recommend. Like, you do every single time this comic comes out and I talk on the podcast. Rebatman the Outsiders has the best action in comics. Like, seriously, the art is fantastic. It's It's mind blowing.
1: <laughs> the,
0: the artist is, if I find the page, Dexter Soy, right? Yes. Never mind. I didn't know uh-huh. that. Right. So from, from, he did, you did um, Red Hood. Everyone, yeah. right yeah oh that is that is great art yeah it's yeah, so, great so just seeing him like duke thomas in this he has powers where he could uh control light and darkness so he can like make a room with like just all shadowy all of a sudden and he has this combo that he like if he's fighting someone he makes it all dark around them and then cassandra Kane just goes and just beats them up and it's so cool <laughs> yeah and uh karma plays a huge role in this i don't know if you remember karma he was in a detective comics arc when he uh, kind of scarred duke he has like a cool suit yeah that was kind
1: of that was was the tech arc that like set up this book right
0: yeah basically karma's still in it he still plays like a major role and as well as like a ton of other villains that were kind of just written for this book like they're all original brian Hill's the writer he kind of made all these cool martial arts villains and it's just cool we're off the bat you have the splash page and them on a beach all staring at each other and uh they kind of like oh what's her name katana sorry katana just kind of yells out like outsiders choose your targets and then they all just there's just speech bubbles of each outsider just saying a name of a villain like uh black lightning will say like ishmael and then it cuts to uh duke thomas going like karma and they all just say their names and they all run at each other it's such a cool fight scene like i highly recommend this Uh yeah bad the outsiders i give like a nine this was a really cool issue yeah. yeah you really like that book. It's so good I recommend it to everyone it's really really good I, I think I read the first two issues but i I dropped off unfortunately bruh it's good <laughs> <laughs> and that's the comics of the week
1: yeah and that's pretty much the show uh we're a little bit over our hour but that's okay. It was yeah. a good episode and it was good to learn some uh X history with our uh good <laughs> friend comics boy uh, yeah. T- Tyler, uh, thank you for being on the episode. Uh, thank it was you a lot of having fun me. me. And I'm um, nice. looking forward to doing your podcast. If you uh, somehow missed that in the beginning of the show, we're going to be on Tyler's podcast at some point later in the week where we'll be doing a Star Wars discussion and probably like a comic discussion about like trades we're reading and stuff. It should be fun. And mm-hmm. I can't wait. And we'll definitely post about it on Instagram as well. So uh, check that out. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you for listening to A Hero Story. Uh, if you enjoy it, we appreciate a review. Five stars helps on iTunes. Uh, you can also follow, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. And, yeah, uh, and follow
0: for... Tyler on Instagram at, at Comic Boy with a yeah B O I right? B O I I two eyes two eyes okay, <laughs> okay. I thought it
2: was
1: three very eyes, important. Yeah. <laughs> if, if if you find a uh, positive Last Jedi post, it's probably him. So probably th- me, that's yeah. how you'll know where you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you for uh, checking out the podcast and uh, for a hero story. I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye.
0: Bye.